0: Welcome to the battleground. Today is Monday, April the tenth, and we have had a lot of stuff happen over the weekend. A lot of stuff uh, happening now in the U.S., but also a lot of things going on in our own backyard in Latin America. Not just immigration, not just the wall, not just uh, the madness that we see uh, happening at the border that this administration refuses to call a crisis. Um, for that, I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna bring our our, our guest today, Willie Laura, he's a former executive producer of uh, CNN. He created CNN in Spanish. Uh, hey, Willie, thanks for joining us, buddy
1: Hey, thanks for the invite. Happy there to be he here. There he is, man. There's the music. <laughs> Come on, man, you got to jump. It's a bottle, ground. bottle gotta, ground. time. Oh,
0: you got to jump over it it, uh, it, it, uh, it, it, it kind of felt like uh like Rocky Balboa movie right down in Latin America we saw Ecuador that always the left the, yeah. uh, the return of the left in Latin America has been crazy and uh and we've been talking about that for a while um nobody's been listening and Ecuador uh Lasso thank God he won yes uh, he was a uh, center right candidate uh versus you know uh Correa puppet who was a socialist. Nice. Uh, in Peru, very different story. Uh communists, a Marxist, openly mm-hmm. supported by Maduro, Chavez, you know, acolyte, uh, mm-hmm. Evo Morales, you name it. Uh, this guy is uh is, is a true communist, hates everybody. He's talking about uh uh taking properties and companies, exp- expropriating things from uh the private sector. Uh they're already talking about changing the constitution to a constitution like venezuela um mm-hmm. uh, it is absolutely insane man and uh and then we see minnesota with riots and people uh you know uh i i just saw some video i had fox news on actually and uh i i saw a whole bunch of people raiding a huge liquor store and and people walking out with bottles of wine and
1: and, and stuff it, it it just never ends man it's never gonna end is it Willie? It's the suffering, you know. You have to go and look places and take take stuff that is not yours because you know it's it's, it's just the fact that that we're living in a completely different world right now. It's just so scary what you're seeing on the streets, but also you know going back to Latin America. Uh, I think the fact that, like you said, that Ecuador uh, turned to the right and we they have a president now that he's actually more friendly to uh, business and 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 also. Uh, uh, far away from socialism, which is a, a good step. It's something that a lot of Ecuadorians had reached out to me and said, you know, that that's a good step for them and that they were looking forward to uh, having a better government. Hopefully, you know, it'll stay that way. Uh, as you were saying, having Correa you know, with a huge influence there, with the, the socialist party over there. But, you know, it, he, he was not successful this time. So Lisa Wright maintained some control on, on Ecuador. In terms of Peru, that's a different story because, you know, and... and And I mentioned to you before that the fight is not between the candidates. The fight is like socialism the 21st century socialism and capitalism. It's like that's where the battle is and right now. And and the concern in the region is that not only that the Maduros of the world, the uh, Cubas of the world uh, are, you know, feeding the Evo Morales or feeding money into Peru to try to maintain, you know, socialism in, in, in Peru. Uh, is that the concern is the fact that in the U.S. is a president right now that is left president and has said openly that he's going to finance that progressive agenda. And, and that's a real concern down there because it's tons of money. And and that's why we're seeing that in the first round of the elections, uh, the left can, the leftist candidates you know, was ahead, but there's going to go to a second round. And things may change if the parties on the right will come together as a one force, and then they have a really good chance of of going, uh, of going to the right. So that's that's the hope um, that the uh, the other parties. Because remember, there's 18 candidates. It's like it's crazy. Is when you see an 18 candidate for president in such a small country.
0: It's crazy, man. It, it's um, you know you, you wouldn't think that this would be happening in some of these two countries, especially in Peru right now, where they were, were able to overcome Shining Path. A Maoist terrorist movement that killed hundreds of thousands of people, destroyed that company, the that 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 country, the economy, etc., and uh, and they've been able to fight back. You know, almost getting double digit growth in their economy for close to two decades. And um, and all of a sudden, this happens. It's uh, it's this uh, you know cultural Marxism that's being pushed all around the world. And in Latin America, it is thriving. And and and, and we see it here in the U.S. too. You know, which is one of my big concerns because. Everything you see in Latin America uh, always somehow manages to work it its way back into here. It's almost like you know the the left uses Latin America as a, as a testing ground to what they're gonna push onto us you know yeah,
1: yeah the, the difference is like you're seeing what's going on in Latin America is, but yeah but you have an issue with education which is first and second corruption. if you have politicians you know like, like Peru you know how many of them like being kicked out of office? And in prison, and you were seeing that that over and over again because of the high levels of corruptions, and the corruption that exists over there. And I, and I interviewed somebody this week, on my show on on the uh, from East and West, and yep. we talked about it. And she from Peru, and she she's a journalist. And she she told me, look, Really, the, the problem is there's so much corruption. It's kind of like embedded in our in our DNA in this country that yet yeah, it's, it's difficult not to fall, you know, prey of corruption. And that's one of the biggest problems. That's why you're having uh, the left having so much success saying, look, all these people are thieves. You know, they're just stealing your money. They're making you poor. Kind of like the same um, argument that, that happens in the U.S. Obviously, the levels of, the, in the, uh, of, the, of education in the U.S. are higher than Latin America in, in a way. So, they're, they, you know, they're, it's not so convincing in the U.S. as much as it is in Latin America. You know, when you go and say, look, all these politicians are corrupt. You got to vote for me. I'll give you all this free stuff. This is socialism. We need to have everybody at the same level. You know, the same thing, the same speech. And what happens in Latin America is that a lot of people believe that. And at the end, we're seeing that he hasn't worked anywhere. And he's well, probably, he's, he's probably right. not going to work in the in the U.S. either.
0: Yeah, I mean, the only thing that, uh, that we know works is, um, you know, is uh, misery, chaos, Destruction, corruption, and you know, and and eventually it leads to death, right? Because of that's course. the only thing left uh, the left can can offer and can guarantee. Because you know their policies ha- have failed over and over again, and you know they continue to push that. You know, my biggest concern, Willie, is you know what's going to happen in the region with a Biden administration, right? Because yes, um, they're they're going to feel empowered they 're gonna feel like this this White House is going to support them and uh and th- and that can be very dangerous right because that's
1: yeah that's the concern that I was saying a little while ago you know the concern is that you have a new administration in the US with a lot of money that is already saying that he's going to finance his agenda in Latin America and, and in the region let's say Central America and South America we already seen the envoy going down uh, the White House envoy going down to Central America and meeting over there and you know in el salvador meeting with some 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 of the groups over there so it, it it is concerning that there's so much money in that agenda because at the end politics and power down in that region comes down to money and he's if he's if all these politicians don't have the money to compete it's going to be really really difficult for them to make it and that's that's a, that's a really that's a true concern down yeah there. it's
0: super dangerous i mean the, the way they're they're going to destroy the economy in in all these countries which
1: you know, frankly, they're 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 pretty
0: much destroyed already with COVID, right? All these yes. countries went into uh went into uh Andrew Cuomo style lockdowns, right? Yeah, um they, they shut down everything, even worse, because I remember in Peru what they shut they shut it down and they had the military on the street.
1: The military in the kind of like in China, the- kind of like kind of like in China. Yeah, I remember they, they these China, countries I mean, they don't have
0: you couldn't leave your house or you would be arrested. You couldn't stand they don't, outside. Yeah. And walk your dog because you would go to jail. Um, there were certain hours in the day where you could ha- you could go out and go find food or, or whatever the hell you you needed. Walk yeah. your dog, or I think you had an hour to exercise mm-hmm. or something. And that was it, man. Then you're locked up. You're in prison in your own home. Um, you, you're not allowed to work. You're not allowed to do anything. You um, know, it's tough. You know,
1: it basically kills a lot of these economies because they're. You know, third world countries. uh, Their economy were in a way moving forward. In some countries, some other ones are not uh, not as lucky. But COVID came in, shut them down, and they had to borrow so much money to you know now to get the vaccine and and to pay for things you know uh, uh, businesses that went down. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of debt. Uh, There's a lot of uh, investment to be made. Uh, there's some help that came in for the international finance organization like the IMF and the World Bank. Uh, you know, they still some issues with corruption with the money that, that went in to this country to help out. And at the same time, they didn't have the, the medication of or the, or the vaccine uh, as fast as the U.S. had it. So for them, it took a longer time, period of time to start, you know, just going down the curve and, and getting this thing better. So I, I think that at the end, uh, you know, they need, a, they need governments that I'm not only understand, but go, going beyond the, you know, I'm going to give you everything for free. Don't worry about it. The government is going to take care of you uh, and takes care of everything you need. It doesn't work. And they, you know, they know it, but the problem is education. When you have the level of education, let's say like in Peru and, and in Ecuador and, 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 and some of these other countries, and you have that speech of like, how are we are going to take everything that the rich people has because they've been stealing money from you forever yeah. and we're going to give it to you. You know, it never worked. It's never worked. It's not going to work. And, and, and what he does is confuse more people, uh, you know, instead of investing money on education and both sides, they're not investing as much on education as they should be because, you know, let's face this, politics. it's politics is like, if you have people that you can tell them anything you want and they're going to believe it because they don't know better then why do you want to invest in education where you can you can control you control the media and you control the message so you know it, it's a good gig it's a good gig
0: yeah but a dangerous one right it's a very dangerous very a very, one. A very uh, dangerous one very uh, very very dangerous uh here as well um
1: yeah but look know, at the situation look at the situation in central america and you know and the immigration issue and the humanitarian crisis we have on the border you and, know, and and then you have the administration saying, it's like, we didn't tell them to come. It's like, dude, you know, we're not, you know, respect the, the intelligence of other, of others. Says, of don't, course. Don't,
0: don't come right now. Don't come right yeah. now. So no, but, he's, saying, he's saying don't come right now. So right now means, you know, right now, but, you know, in six months and three months or in, in 30 days, you know, it's okay to come. So what's going to happen is, is you're going to have all these people that are going to say exactly what I just said is, oh wow, so not right now, but you know, it, it sh- shortly. So what am I going to do? I'm going to I'm going to make sure I'm I'm in the front of the line. Uh, I'm going to get to the border and I'm going to stand there. So but when that, they, but, do, but this is exactly, that's
1: exactly that's exactly what what's going on It's yeah. like what when we we're in the campaign last year when we we're looking at the campaign, what was the president President Biden saying? I'm going to legalize the eleven million you know aliens in the US yeah. and I'm not going to deport people and I'm not going everything that that we're seeing, not because we're saying it, but you know, the interviews that the networks have done at the border, talking to the immigrants, they ask him, I was like, why are you coming? I said, Well, because President Biden said that he wasn't going to deport us. That you know that he, he was going to legalize it. So he's not even us are saying it, it's them who are saying it, the reason why they're coming they're coming. And, Boy, you know, there was I another chairman that came that, that left Honduras the other day.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you saw the uh, the, the article that, uh, that apparently the White House is uh, studying the possibility of paying the coyotes for them not to <laughs> bring people across. So they're going to go and transact with a criminal organization, with the cartels uh, and the coyotes and say, OK, guys, how much money do we need to give you? so you don't bring anybody across until we're ready, until we're ready. It's not going to be forever, <laughs> but, you know, how much money, let's say, you know, for three, six months, maybe a year, how much money do we need to give you? I mean, that's,
1: that's, that, dumb. that's insane. That's, that's dumb. Crazy. It's like you're going to try to negotiate I've, with a criminal I've enterprise. Anything,
0: I've never heard anything so stupid in my life. But, you know, we have stupid in the White House. So, oh, uh, man, it's, uh, it is it is truly amazing. Then we have uh, Cuomo in, in uh, New York who's going to pay Every illegal fifteen thousand dollars. So dumb, dumb, dumbass Americans that uh, that worked their ass off and paid taxes got fourteen hundred bucks. uh but illegals are going to get fifteen thousand. So fifteen thousand know six hundred bucks. So we're gonna we're gonna have to uh, you know lose our passports, or may, maybe we maybe we need to call uh, our friends in Venezuela, somebody uh, tied to the Maduro administration, and get some Venezuelan passports. And uh we can go claim uh, fifteen thousand dollars and say we're illegal Venezuelans or something. I don't know brother. it doesn't sound like a good deal for the American people. It no. doesn't sound like a good deal for New Yorkers
1: um what is no, it, it's, it's it's about- insane yeah. it' you know you the the incentive is is pretty bad it's, it, it's just it, it's crazy it, you, you know think about this for a minute. You have, you go through the process of getting into the country legally, right? And you feel like, you know, fill up all your paperwork, you pay your, all your dues, you do the whole entire process, right? Yeah. It takes between 10 to 15 years for you to get a green card. Yeah. So, how come is, you know, if somebody's, nobody's going to wait 15 years, they're going to find a way to come in. Right. So, this system is completely broken, but you cannot, well, fix the the system, you know, you- the, the incentive is. You know, you, you can fix the uh, the problem if you don't shut down the border in a way. You need right. to control your borders, not only the physical border and you know down south, but also the people that comes into the country stay with the visa and stay, you know, over, overstay their visas. That's the other major problem we have. And, and if we don't close those doors, it doesn't matter how many reforms we pass, how many immigration reform we pass. It's a revolving door. So that's the, that's the reason why Pelosi said that she wasn't going to bring the Biden immigration bill to the floor because she doesn't have the vote. You know, you, well, you have to, you know, you well, have a lot of Democrats. That are-
0: but they don't have any interest in really fixing immigration. It's just, a, <laughs> uh, it's a political football forum. And this is on using, you know, minorities like they always have in this case, Hispanics, exactly. you know, holding some carrot over their head. Um, you, you know, thinking that it's going to move the vote. Um, you know, uh, hey, I'm Hispanic. I really don't give a crap about, uh, you know, any kind of amnesty or immigration or anything. Uh, that's 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 a non-starter and a non-issue for me. I'm worried about the economy, jobs, security, education, healthcare. Those are uh, real issues that matter to us, uh, to the American people. And, and you know, uh, quite matter-of-factly, it, it it mirrors what Hispanics, you know, are interested in as well. You know, they, they-
1: yeah, the Latino voters, the Latino voters in the U.S immigration is a number eight on their top list. They have the same a, priorities that yeah. all the voters in the U S have, you know, the economy, job security, health, uh, all those, all those things on the top of the list. Immigration is number eight, but for politicians, it becomes number one. Yeah. And, 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 you know, they'll use it and reuse and reuse it, but you know, it's just well, it's a way like to abortion,
0: get it. Right? It's like abortion. It's a wedge issue yeah. and they love yeah, using it, love playing games with it. And, you know, they think they it, can you know, rally some people behind it and,
1: and typically it's an, emo- it's, an emo- it's an emotional issue. The other thing is like undocumented aliens, they don't vote. They do right. not vote. They use That's it. Right. They use the emotions to get to the Latinos to vote. And what right. did happen in 2020? More Latino voted for Trump in 2020 than 2016. Hey, Willie, I'm going to ask you a question
0: because, this is a, you know, you're the man, you're the myth, the legend. You've been through it all. Uh, and, I, and I say that, you know, kidding around, but I say that seriously, right? Um. You you you've seen media from the inside at yeah. the highest of highest levels. You know, back when CNN was not the communist news network, but was actually somewhat you know a real a, you know a real yeah. journalistic yeah. entity, right? Yeah. Um, I understand the games they play. I understand how media works. You know, uh, we we've talked about it at nauseum. Um, but my question goes to this, and and this is why I bring up the media. Right? Is why do all these Latin American people flee their country, flee socialism, communism, you know, all those dead ideologies, failed ideologies that have destroyed and wrecked their country. They come to the U.S. And then they end up in the Democratic Party, you know. And the reason I bring up media is because the media is responsible for that. You know, the messaging they push into these, you know, immigrant communities is, you know, Republicans are white, old, racist men. Democrats are for the people and for everybody, right? And how do you combat that when the it
1: media is... is a conversation uh, we, I had with some of my other colleagues for, for a long time. The situation is is the following. Some some groups, and a lot of the groups, believe that the Democratic Party, because it says Democratic Party, is the party of democracy. And they see the Republican Party as a racist uh, party. And that's the way that we, if you go and watch uh, any Spanish networks, you're going to see yeah. the same thing. You know, Republicans yeah. are the bad guys, they're the racists, and the Democratic Party is the, dem- the what they call democracia, democracy. It's like, yeah, no, it's, see, it's not. Know,
0: but you see people in, in Spanish language media that you can talk to that seem very reasonable people, very mm-hmm. pleasant, nice people. I'm not going to name, name any names yeah. right now because I'm friends yeah. with, with with Yeah, and there's no need. You know, we're talking about the bigger picture. <clears throat> But when you see them on the air, the garbage that they're spouting, they're spewing well, absolute hate. Divisive. They have,
1: they no, have. It's well, they have on? an. They have an editorial line to follow. Remember, remember, this is. It has become a business. It has become a business for the uh, English television. It has become a business for Spanish television. Uh, remember that the Democratic Party bought all the town hall meetings. Uh, uh, to to be uh, produced and and transmitted on CNN, that's that's a huge chunk of money.
0: That's a lot of business.
1: And and when and then what are you going to do? Are you going to go and attack your candidate? Of course not. You're going to protect them. And we saw that uh, the same thing happened with MSNBC. And the same thing happened with Fox on the other side when you know the Republican Party was actually going to them, to the, their town uh, town hall meetings and their debates. So it is a business. You know, I remember they uh, on my last review uh, being the news director and political director. One of my Goals was uh, maintaining shareholders' shareholders' value, uh, you know, for the company. And I'm like, you know, I'm not in the business thing; I'm into the uh, journalism, television thing. But you know, you have to understand that when you go corporate, what he means is like, news is one thing, but money is first. So who, you know, you went from, you know, there's a company that went from making 800 million a year to 1.2, 1.3 billion uh, dollars, and actually producing much, much less uh, programming. Why? Because It is expensive to produce content. When you have talking heads, opinion shows for the entire day, it's pretty cheap. And then when you're getting paid for that and paying a lot of money, it's a great business. And you can definitely maintain your shareholder's values, but it compromises your credibility, compromises your ethics. And we've seen that. uh, How many times have some some of these networks have to retract the story? How many of them have to settle a lawsuit because of this information? You know, we've seen that increase in the last five, six years like crazy. It's almost just, a, you know, every other day we're seeing a retraction from a news organization and a story that was completely bogus or, or the new thing that is happening from the past, let's say couple, a couple, three years, you know, three, four years, uh, which is using the networks to change narrative. Let's say, you know, I have a friend at the New York Times or I have a friend at the Washington Post right. and I want to derail uh, X person, I will leak them some information, maybe half of the information, so that I can kill your character publicly, you know. And then it doesn't matter if you retract it, it doesn't matter that yeah, there's, uh,
0: there's no responsibility, there's no exactly because there's,
1: there's yeah. no responsibility.
0: Yep. So, hey, and hey, we see a comment there from Stephen. Um, I don't know if you want to address that. It says it seems to me that no matter who is in charge, no one ever does anything for this Hispanic population. Um, I, I agree with you, Stephen. Um, yeah but but I'm gonna say something quickly is that the Trump administration, believe it or not offered up to fix DACA permanently and yeah. he offered to uh, put put together a comprehensive uh, comprehensive immigration reform and he put it on the table in exchange mm-hmm. to build a wall uh, Nancy mm-hmm. And that's Pelosi and Chuck Schumer said no, we're not interested there's gonna be no wall. they don't care about the Hispanic population so uh, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you on that regard, but I do agree <clears throat> with the fact that before Trump, um, I think both administrations have uh, dropped the football. They haven't really fixed yeah. it and, and it's been, and it's been played that way. Uh, our friend, mm-hmm. uh, you know, our friend uh, George Magloof over here is saying, uh, que pena lo de Peru, which means uh, it's
1: pretty sad. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's pretty sad <laughs> with uh, what happened with Peru. And uh, Hey George, we agree with you, buddy. Uh, we were just talking about that earlier, actually at three 30 on, uh, on our next show, La política in Spanish, we're going to have an analyst come in and we're going to really break down the numbers on Peru If whoever's interested in, in in that show. But yeah, Peru, very dangerous situation. We yeah. have a communist and an actual Marxist supporter supported by Maduro by, uh, by Evo Morales and, Morales. and, and yeah. the rest of that clan, uh, who got the most votes. And when you look at Willie, Willie and when you look at the, um, uh, the breakdown of the votes per state, you know, you look at every state within Peru, this guy won handily in you know, every single state with, with an exception
1: of maybe three, you know, they went out, you know, he went out there on the road, really well financed. And, uh, but the other thing is like, like we we're talking about is 18 candidates. This is insane. It's crazy. When you have 18 candidates running for president, yeah. like they're taking just sucking out votes from the, all kinds of, you know, places. So the hope is in the second round now, they're right and all these other parties are going to come together know, and if they bro. all come together then they would they will win about i think it's 60 they they'll be ahead of 63% it, or something like yeah,
0: that. Yeah, well, in theory you would say that but that that's not necessarily true, right? Because yeah. the breakdown is pretty significant, right? You look yeah. at you look at uh, political parties like Acción Popular. They mm-hmm. used to be a, a centrist party. Now it's, you know, center left, right? It's more left than center.
1: Who's giving the money? yeah
0: and, and and everybody is really leaning in that direction, even thenlando de Soto is you know center left. he's he's not you know a center right candidate. So you know anybody that doesn't have that that clarity you know needs to understand that uh, uh the the left is clearly in control in that country in Peru. Yeah. Uh, and you know and the thing and the
1: thing is that that worries me a little bit Yeah, you he's know, you know, my guest on the show this weekend said, look, what Peru needs right now is more investment. Is actually democracy no. is, is you know, giving people the opportunity to do things. What Peru needs the least right now is a leftist party that we know what is done to the country and what it's done to other countries. After, you know, now during the uh, pandemic and what's coming after the pandemic and the uh, COVID-19 it's investment, it's jobs, is, you know, grow the economy. Those are trades that go completely against what the left promotes, in uh, not only in Peru but also in, in in the rest of the region. Which is everything we're going to take everything for, you know from the rich, and we're just going to spread that out and give it to everybody equally. That you know has never worked, and he's not he's well, not going to work.
0: It really, I'm going to I'm going to give you a, a little bit of bad news here. Um, <laughs> nobody nobody's talking about this because either and, and, and I'm going to tell you why nobody's really talking about it. I, you know because everybody is scared. Everybody's scared to bring this up. I know this because I've talked to uh, very, very high level reporters, even here in the US that have tied backs to some of those countries. And they say, brother, I'll talk to you off, off the air, uh, off the record, uh, whatever you want, you know, ad nauseum on this issue. But I will never be, I'll never say this in public because I'll be killed or my family will be killed. And here it is, is why is the left so interested in Peru? Why are they so interested in Bolivia? Why are they so interested in Colombia? So you have a narco state. You have a criminal state, right? That's run mm-hmm. by a criminal organization in Venezuela, right? Uh, you have El Cartel de los Soles, who runs mm-hmm. and operates freely in Venezuela. So yeah. why Peru? Why is Peru sexy? Because Peru is one of the largest, if not the largest producer of cocaine in the world. So exactly. all of a sudden you, get, you get one of those, you, you get control of that. And wow, how do you weaponize drugs into Your enemy, which is the United States, flood it. And on Mm -hmm. top of that, make billions and billions of dollars destroying your enemy. So think Mm -hmm. about that. And that's really what's at play right now. That's really what's really, really dangerous. And we know for a fact, look, hey, I've talked to buddies over at the DEA, you know, and they said, dude, Ivan, we know exactly who the cartel guys are. We know who the bosses are. We know who, you know, we know who the capos are. You know, if Mm -hmm. we want to go see them, we call their secretary. And say, hey, can I meet? You know, I, I'd like to sit down with Willie and you know, and, and discuss some things. Sure. How about next Tuesday at nine o'clock? Perfect. And you go to their office in, in in luxurious office buildings. They're not hitting in like the jungles and stuff for movies. They have legitimate office buildings with secretaries and boardrooms, you know. And they go there and then they, and they and they have conversations. <coughs> that's that's the real problem, Willie. And I'm telling you, people are that's what ball. does yeah. If we let Peru, you know, thank God that we have Duque in, 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 in uh yeah, in, in Colombia, Colombia and, in, yeah. and, and now Lasso in Ecuador, but you know, Bolivia, uh the, the right and the private sector, and everybody dropped the ball, you know, uh, splintering the uh the right vote and we got Evo, Evo Morales' uh, party back yeah, in
1: yeah, you know, yeah. So the, there's two there's two things that are, in you know, in, in your analogy that he you know com- completely correct. You know, the uh one of them is the in the country in the US. the country that consume most of the drugs produced in the world. So that's a huge target for countries like Bolivia, Venezuela, Peru, you know, it's a huge market. But the other strategic problem for the US is China and how much China is actually being influenced or is getting influenced now in that part of the world from Argentina, from Chile, from, you know, from all these other countries, how much of a footprint China is actually having. Which for the U.S. is a huge a strategic uh, uh, issue right now. It's a huge a strategic a strategic problem, yeah, and China, you know, and, and and they're not even talking about it.
0: Yeah, China is big, big, big in Latin America. We know that. Yeah, in yeah. The, the Panama Canal, They in Central uh, America, and the yeah. Caribbean. Yeah, Look, you they, know, I remember when Mexico did their uh, whole telecom reform back in uh, when was this, 2015, 2014, and uh, you know, they they needed somebody to build, you know, a public shared network there was you know imagine who's going to build uh, uh, an entire network a wireless network you know from the ground up to cover the entire country and you can't sell that network to consumers so it's only it's a public shared network that you can sell to other carriers companies nvnos etc and nobody wanted to put their hands on that i remember the us the the, uh you know the uh the uh regulators in in mexico were pounding on the u.s embassy trying to get Mm a t to, uh to do that but AT&T went out and bought you know uh Nexo Mexico and they yeah, yeah. And sell right then they said no 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 thank you but do you know who offered to buy to build that network it was a chinese yes and they
1: offered to build it for like nothing for nothing because strategically it's good for them. It's like they do that in all these small countries and what happens? Let's say yeah, cuz they're they're hearing everybody's
0: conversation,
1: man. They're they're hacking but, data. They're in a network full of Huawei equipment. So but not but not only that. Yeah. It, you know, you have to look at it also from the national security concern uh, uh issue because in small island in the Caribbean, I give you an example, uh, uh you know, Bahamas or one of these yeah. other islands yeah. they come in and say, "Look, we'll build your power plant." You know, you You will sell it to you cheap. You need to give us 2000 visas for Chinese people that we're going to bring in to build it. They build it themselves. They don't leave any money in the island because they build it. And at the same time, because they loan you the money, they own the power plant. And if for whatever reason, there's a conflict, they can shut you down. They can shut down power in your entire island. So in terms of of, of national security, and it it is an issue when you give so much power to a foreign country, they can dominate, you know, uh, electrical grids water supply those are you know national security issues and you know they're giving it to the chinese because they're spending tons of, of money
0: they're doing that a lot of these well, of course
1: yeah are. and they're buying politicians left and right left and right left and right and um you and know and they use the taiwan situation as a cover for what they're doing
0: right and then they say well you know on the human rights commission i need you to vote with us right and uh and, and that's how they buy votes on the u.n and etc but yeah look you know um you mentioned something that's very key that doesn't get discussed, probably because I think a lot of people here in the U.S., Willie, I don't think they really understand Latin America. First of all, it's a different language, so they just don't get it, right? Yeah. Um, They look at Latin America as, you know, I'm going to Puerto Rico. You know, yeah. a lot of people say, you know, I'm going to Latin America, and they jump on a plane and go to Miami, and, you know, <laughs> technically they're kind of right. Uh, <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> hey, you know, but he, here's a problem, and, and you and you talked about it. Is we'll do this job really, really cheap, right? You know, less yeah. than fifty percent, or even more, maybe a seventy percent discount off of the 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 lowest bidder. But I'm going to bring all the employees, so I'm going to yes. bring in twenty five thousand Chinese workers to build this network, or yeah. build this bridge, or build this whatever, uh, redo the, the 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 canal in Panama. Yeah, but now. Those 25,000 employees, Chinese employees, stay and they get to stay for life. Yes. So, what China's doing is they're offloading a lot of their burden, a lot of the problems that they have in China because they can't employ and feed all these people. So, they go throw them around the world. And what happens is all of a sudden you start getting mass millions, millions, and millions, and millions of Chinese people. spread around the country, spread around the world.
1: Which is a strategically good for them. It's, you know, they, they know that if they have a solid base in all these other countries, you know, it's really good for them. You know, the U.S. has been sleeping on, on, on his wheel and it, when it comes to that and also borrowing all the money from China. Like the majority of the debt of the U.S. is it's to China. So that's the reason why the Secretary of State went to, a, to Alaska for that meeting and the Chinese basically told them, look, you have no stand to uh, – you know, criticize us in any way, shape or form. You know, we we just ask you to pay the debt and you go broke. You know, we own our debt to the Chinese. So uh, understanding that relationship uh, is, is key to what we're going to do. And we continue to borrow money. And the, the administration now is asking for $2.5 trillion more for an infrastructure. Who do you think is going to come up with that money? You know, we, yeah. is they, are they going to print out money with without any value? Somebody's going to have to pay for it. And they're going to have to borrow it from somebody. And that's going to be the Chinese.
0: Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. But you know what? Um, you know, uh Steven mentioned something uh very important too is you know we can't forget about Russia, right? Russia's playing. Oh, no, yeah,
1: yeah. And, and so Russia's animal, an, right? it, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Russia is a different animal. Russian is in, in the business of you know sailing weapons as one of the their major uh, uh commodity, that's, but that's uh, you know, grabbing power, they they know they have uh, nuclear power, so they 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 there are force they need to, to deal with. But they're into the into another kind of mafia, you know. That that that's basically what they're trying to do. They want to go down to uh, Venezuela and Cuba and all that, maintain some sort of presence because they're nuclear power. So they want to have that presence. But they're into like the, uh, uh, you know, selling weapons and uh, all these other thing, all these different mafias that's what they're concentrated on you know espionage and cyber attacks and that sort of thing
0: they're they're a criminal organization that's really what 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 russia has turned into right uh more than more than uh more more than anything else i mean you look at uh, venezuela that's a narco state you know uh but it's also a criminal organization right because they're running more than just drugs they're they're doing all kinds of stuff and it's uh, you know, it's it's a pretty, pretty, pretty complicated situation, Will. I,
1: I always remember that this an old friend of mine, really, uh, uh, really smart guy, said, "Look, Willie, China. If China wants to win a conflict with the U.S., they don't have to, not even fire a shot. Yeah. They send fifty million Chinese, yeah. and they will eat all the food. Mm-hmm. Then they're going to a food crisis. And yep. then what do you do? Yeah, you know." It's crazy, but it's, it's so true. It's like the other thing is like they're into a conflict with China. Who do you think owns the two major ports at the above entrance of the uh, Panama Canal? The two biggest ports, the Chinese. Okay. They just have to sink a ship in, in either end and the U.S. fleet won't be able to pass. Right. They'll have to go around the world to get to, you know, to get to China. So strategically, right. they are placing themselves uh, in a really good position economically, militarily. You know, in in this, they don't want to talk about it. The administration don't want to talk about it, but that, that is the truth. But you know what? Trump was right.
0: And Trump, uh, Trump called them out and he, he, he specifically said China is, is a threat. They're extremely dangerous. They're extremely corrupt. And he put them back on their knees. You know, he put them back on their heels, pushed them down to their knees. And, uh, and then, you know, COVID happened, you know, by accident, of course, because, you know, somebody was eating a bat in some uh, restaurant somewhere, you know. Uh, I don't think anybody believes that garbage. Uh, but, you know, Trump was on the right path. He was on the right path. And we see this administration who is really compromised with the with the Chinese, right? Uh, we saw Hunter Biden. Nobody's it, it, <laughs> denied it. He's taken $1.5 billion from the Chinese to go start a fund. Nobody gets that. Nobody gets 1.5 billion to go start a fund. You know, but I yeah, think. who's
1: going to give 1.5 million to somebody who doesn't know that he has a computer? Billion. 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 1.5 yeah. billion. If he doesn't yeah. know he has a computer. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think that we've seen what the media did with the story. Uh, they bury it. They bury it. They wanted their candidate to win and they won. Uh, but the, the difference is Trump had it clear. Trump knew exactly what the challenges for the US were and he was looking out for the country. Yeah. You know, from the business perspective, from the military perspective, from all kinds of perspective was America first. That was, the, uh, uh, you know, his theme. And that was, you know, what he was doing for the country. Like over here in, in Europe is like for Germans, Germany first. For Swiss, for Swiss, Switzerland first. For French, you know, France is, France. but the U.S., no, you can have, I mean, you know, the, the, the policy of America first. Why not? You know, it is your country. You have to protect it, you know, and we're seeing the difference now. So Trump, the difference is that Trump wasn't a, you know, a career politician. Trump was not what you and I know as politician. He came in, uh, you know, a you know, with some money and he didn't need the White House to make more money. He came in to do what he thought he was right. And he was challenged even before he started because he wasn't part of that deal. He wasn't part of that swamp and yep. they needed to to get him out one way or the other the impeachment you know one twice the first time the impeachment was something that actually biden just did call ukraine yeah. you know and now and now we know that he blackmailed ukraine the Ukra- ukrainians with billions of dollars just to protect his son who was being investigated the company that he was part of so all that corruption is what we've seen in typical politicians trump wasn't that and that's why yep. they try to get him out Rem- you just remember the article from the Times Magazine when he said, look, hey, they're bragging about it. We no. all colluded, the Democratic Party with all the media. We all colluded because we needed to save democracy. And no. we can, you know, Trump couldn't get reelected. So they did everything possible from changing laws and changing everything to make sure that he didn't win. And then what oh, is there you- it, it, it? How,
0: <clears throat> with all this stuff going on, how, how does... How does the right in this country first, I guess, protect ourselves here, but we got to start looking at Latin America, right? Because if we, if we don't start paying attention down there and we know this administration isn't going to, right. We saw Trump was actually pulling us out of the middle East and starting to focus right in Venezuela and in Latin America. He wanted to clear that slate and, 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 you know, help Latin America because it's our hemisphere, it's our natural trading partner, you know, and all the uh, national security implications that you went through. Now that Biden's in here, what's going to happen? Because um, they're going to have carte, carte, carte blanche, right? They're, they're going to be able to do whatever the hell they want. There's mm-hmm. going to be no checks and balances. The White House isn't going to call them out on anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of speculation that there was fraud in, in the election in Peru yesterday. Mm-hmm um you know n- nobody really cares um the ngos all these ngos all these organizations left wing organizations are very well funded a lot of them by the way by us money coming yes. from state department by the from the usaid right yes. and they're going to all these left wing left leaning think tanks in latin america yes are used to undermine civil civil society down there right Yes. and, yes. and topple governments so how do, you, how do you combat that? How, how do you stop that kind of stuff when there's money coming from, you know, from from Asia, from Europe, from the U.S., all down there focused to destroy? It's, the, is, right?
1: it's, re- it's really difficult. You know, there's not a simple que- uh, answer for that question. Can they, it's, and it's they, really can they defend themselves? Or is it the, the, the problem that the U.S. has right now and the, that is in the middle of it, and, he's, you know, it's leaving, you know, it's moving to the right direction in a, in a way in the region. is like for many, many years, The U.S. was looked at as, well, you know, they're always getting into our business, uh, you know, mixing into politics, changing government, you know, giving, you know, financing coup in the region. So for many years, the U.S. has been known as a country that goes into the, uh, and there's also, there's a funny, uh, there's a funny say that that they use in Latin America that they say, they ask you if you know the reason why there has not been a coup in the U.S. And then you say no, and then they tell you because there's not a a U.S. embassy. You know, and that's kind of like the, the joke down there for many, many years. So what is the left doing? What is the administration, this administration doing? They're not getting too much into politics because they don't, they can't do it because then they don't want to see themselves as, as mingling into other countries' uh business, especially politically. But they're doing it financially. You know, they're yeah. using the OAS, they're using the UN uh, to push their agenda. And they're throwing hey, is, money. Is the, OAS,
0: is the OAS relevant? Or is it pretty much? That, you know,
1: it's, it's pretty much. Uh, you you know you need to uh, you need some support in whatever messaging you go to the OAS. They put a publication. You know they they you have thirty four countries that they sit down and try to uh, come up with a uh, with a coherent uh, statement about an issue. They take forever to do it, and when they do it, they go and they, they move on to the next thing. So they don't solve much, anyways. Uh, but the UN has more influence. But what has influence about the OAS? Is the um, the human rights commission, and the problem with that human rights commission is where they they go and say to let's say Guatemala or they go to El Salvador and say, look, this is what the commission uh, ruled on that now you're going to have to adopt the pro-abortion uh, agenda, or the pro-abortion uh, blah blah blah, and uh, I mean, and and, and totally the
0: and hard with the uh, with the identity politics they're playing yeah, really hard on yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, right? but and the thing is the problem. The, that, the pro- break up some of these. Uh, break up some of these uh, these countries, right?
1: But the problem with that, Ivan, is that there's a there's a Congress. And when you want to push an agenda like that, it needs to go through Congress. So the OAS have no validity, you know, to send, uh, uh, you know, to tell the country, look, you need to implement this rule because the, uh, the Human Rights Commission says so. So, so what is the, the job of the parliament? You know, the legislature, they're the one who have to create the law you know, to for, for us to allow that, but you know that kind of intermission uh, from these uh, organizations is what what the U.S. uses in the, in his money to try to bypass legislations in, in the or the legislator in this country, and and that's that's a problem. So uh, and right now we're seeing with a problem with immigration, like what, what what is the Biden administration offering four billion dollars to do what? How are you going to control it? How are you going to uh, you know manage it? What money is going to what and where? You know, I remember the Trump pass. You know, the U.S. was given. I think it was two hundred million dollar a year uh, to Central America, and Trump brought it, but gave him. I think it was two hundred fifty million more. But Trump uh, Biden wants to give him four billion, and they were doing some corruption with the four hundred fifty million that Trump already gave them. Imagine with four billion dollars unsupervised in a way, you know what's going to happen because they they won't tell you what plan they have. They say we'll give you four billion dollars to what? What is the plan? How are you going to spend it? You know, how are you going to, because the other thing that the people have to understand is like the reason you also have a lot of immigration is because in these countries, the the minimal uh, salary is about 350 bucks a month. Yeah, 350. But their parents send, or their families send them about 1500 bucks a month from the U.S. So where's the incentive to go to work? There's none. So you don't want to go to work because you're making more money just by sitting in your house. And that's the reason Is like, let, let me go to the U.S. because I'll, I'll be making more money. So if you're going to have a sunset of, um, if you're going to make some wave, if you're going to try to change that, you have to come up with a comprehensive plan on how to develop jobs that can pay uh, well enough to kill that incentive of wanting to go to the U.S. because you're getting more money by sitting down in your house doing nothing. you know. And a lot of the conversation about uh, you know, it's because of the violence. It's because of the uh, of the of the gang. It's because of the killing and all that. Yeah, there's a li- there's a little bit of that, but that's not all. Oh, actually, it's not even the majority. The majority of the immigration is because of economic issue. Is because it's the same problem that all this country has. So, and that's why the uh, uh, trying to abuse the asylum system is a problem, because asylum has a meaning. You know, you have a problem in your country. You're being prosecuted politically. You know, they want to kill you. There's refuge in the U.S. for that. But if you want to come because of economic problem, then we'll be taking the rest of the province of the world into the U.S. and we can't afford that. You know, ask any liberal. It's like, what is the number? Give me a number about how many uh, people you want to come in legally or or illegally into the U.S. uh, You know, every year. They don't have that number no, because it's impossible. Well, I think think Biden
0: said that that we should easily be able to take uh, about 2 million new – New people a year, and, and and that's a big number. You know, that's a that's a really big number. It's a huge um, number. It is wow, a huge I don't think number. that works, especially right now. You're trying to recover from COVID, from being shut down. Hey, you know what? Um, the 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 economy, you know, was pretty strong when when Trump left. Uh, you know, yeah. before COVID. You know, the fundamentals of the economy are solid, so you would expect the economy to come back and come back pretty strong. Uh, you're looking at unemployment you know going down i think we're at 6% now after being you know like 20 or something or higher who knows 17 18% i mean it, it was insane right so you know so the economy's going to come back but you know once these once these idiots start spending like uh like drunken sailors at a brothel you know we're we're going to have a big problem and uh, and 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 i don't see us being able to recover when you sit there and drive 15 16 18 trillion dollars in debt you know over yep. you know, five years, um, yep. it, it's going to be tough, man. It's and the a- other thing is, like, when
1: you increase oh. the, the tax uh, to the, business to, the to business to 28%, what is it that you're going to do? You're going to drive them out of the country.
0: You, you right know, right. the
1: people that you need to generate that revenue so you can pay for your debt, they're running away. You already killed the Kingston pipeline. You know, you're killing one industry right there. So, this whole thing of wanting to get rid of anything that everything that Trump did, good or bad, it's actually we're gonna we're gonna be paying the high price for that. Yeah. Because, you know, he did a lot he did a lot of great things. You, you know, he, like any other president he has a, some some niches and problems because they're not perfect. But you know, he did a lot, a lot of good things. And the reflection of that is what we saw before the um, COVID hit. A good economy, yeah. you know, growth was good, uh, job, you know, the, the unemployment was really low. We had really good metrics before the uh the pandemic hit. And that was actually Democrats were hating that hating it because they they publicized for so long they've been saying that at first there was no no way that he was going to become president and second that he yeah. couldn't bring the jobs back and he did well, he things. was going to start
0: world war three and crash the economy yes. and the, uh and the markets were going to go into the toilet and you know yes. what happened? Uh, he pulled, happened? pulled us out of wars we had the lowest unemployment in, in recorded history you know for for blacks for hispanics for Asians for women uh you know the first we time number we military. had yeah, that we had wage growth and over in, in in the first time over over a decade it benefited hispanics mostly you know um yeah. he rebuilt the military i mean look you know renegotiated trade 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 uh trade things that were
1: a disaster yeah. and he, um, he nato nato in, in the in these islands you know just bring more money say look he, he has yeah. to look out for the country and that's what i was saying it's like when you're in this side of the world and you see the criticism like the French are like okay no French you know France first like the Italian you know Italy first, uh the Germans you know Germany first and the Swiss is a Switzerland first you know and then in the U.S. oh it's really bad if you said that it's America first, I'm like really.
0: <laughs> oh man, I just got informed that there is a uh, a bunch of Jehovah's Witnesses outside my house, man. Um, I don't <laughs> know what to do. Maybe I should go get a couple of AR-15s and chase them out of here but uh hey buddy hey this is reality right this is reality uh they 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 have not been hit by COVID or by the economy they're still out there hustling man um (laughs) (laughs) that is too funny hey willie it's always a pleasure to have you brother you're uh you're 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 one of a kind you're a stud and uh you know, I know you're working on a project,
1: a uh, pretty big one, actually. Are you ready to say anything or no way? Not not yet. No way, Jose? Not yet, not yet but it's coming up. Like, don't lo- don't lose the hope because the Hispanic community in the U.S. is going to have a diverse media organization. We're going to talk, uh, you know, we're going to talk about the other side of the spectrum. Like the Help one that's- is on the way. Help is yeah, on it's, the it's way. Coming. It's coming. We're working on that.
0: <laughs> awesome, brother. I'm glad to hear that. I'm excited. Anytime the great Willie Laura is uh, part of something. Uh, especially bringing uh balanced and real news uh anything to destroy the fake news network man i'm i'm all for it so count on me man if i can help uh we're here brother i appreciate you in. in and don't forget you can always hear us on uh, iHeartRadio, spotify apple uh apple podcast google uh amazon music and audible and just about every other platform that uh that that that, that has podcasts on them but we're on all six of those major platforms, anybody across any device, across anywhere in the country, can follow us. So we'll see you tomorrow with some more Battleground.